Hey, hey, and welcome to the Bichette's Disease Podcast by Beat Bichette's. Maritza Lord here, and real quick, I want to give a shout out to all the listeners around the world, in Australia, in Brazil, in Turkey, in Canada, in Ireland, and in the USA. I love you guys. You are the action takers showing up for yourself each week. That's a pretty big deal. So cheers. Now, if you're suffering from the symptoms of Bichette's disease, it really doesn't matter if you're diagnosed or undiagnosed, if you're treated or untreated. There's one question you're going to hear a ton from doctors. Are you ready? Are you Turkish? Or maybe, does your family come from Turkey? Or even, do you have Turkish ancestry that you're aware of? And if you're listening right now and you're thinking, why Turkish? The reason they want to know if you come from Turkey is because they believe that only Turkish people get Bichette's disease because that's where it was first discovered. And there's a very high number of reported Bichette's cases in Turkey. So they've made a connection between Bichette's disease and Turkey. Get it? No Turkish, no Bichette's. No Turkey for you. (laughs) They actually doubted that my symptoms were Bichette's disease in the beginning because I wasn't Turkish. But I obviously had Bichette's because I eventually showed all the symptoms. Then they were like, okay, okay, we believe you. You got Bichette's. So what is the answer to the question? Do you need to be Turkish to get Bichette's? The answer is, oh, hell no. And here's why. Bichette's disease does not discriminate. Bichette's does not care who you are or where you're from. Kind of like the Backstreet Boys. I don't care. Bichette's is gonna love you. (laughs) In all seriousness, I and so many other Bichette's patients don't have a Turkish bone in our body, based on testing. But I totally get that our genes have predisposed us to this illness. The tricky thing with the whole genes argument, though, is yes, our genes might be determining what goes wrong, but when our cells aren't getting what they need and they're overloaded with toxins, something somewhere is bound to go wrong. If it were all up to our genes, then toxins and deficiencies wouldn't matter in our health, but we know they do. So our environment, not just our genes, influences who we become on a cellular level, whether we become healthy or disease-stricken. Think about it this way. If I took two handfuls of black-eyed peas, both from the same plant, and threw one in rich, lush soil directly in sunlight, gave it lots of space and plenty of water, Then I threw the other set of peas in a recycling garbage heap full of tin cans and cardboard and plastic. Let's say it's out of sunlight, in the shade, just a little bit of soil on top and no real water supply. The two sets would grow into very different plants, wouldn't you agree? The garbage heap plants would be all stunted and spindly, while the other plants that grew in the healthy soil would be tall, robust, and sturdy, right? Well, we are just like those plants, and if we're not protected from toxins, toxic stress, and cellular deficiency, we wilt and become chronic disease-prone. So your environment is working with your genes. And thank God for science, because now it's been proven that our genes are only responsible for about 20% of who you become. It's actually less than 20%, but let's just keep it simple. What do you say? So what's influencing the other 80% of who we become? The answer is something called epigenetics. 
which is simply your environment and your daily choices, okay? So remember that. Epigenetics equals your environment and your choices. Epigenetics makes a mockery of the whole race or country of origin argument. Here's how I like to think about it. I think of genes as the hardware that we're born with. And that hardware needs to run on software, which is our epigenetics or our lifestyle choices. So we become the programmers of our epigenetics or our software, and we can upgrade that software, and therefore we influence the expression of our genes. Remember, that's our hardware. So do you see how indirectly we're actually turning our genes on and off? It's through daily choices and our environment that we can keep the most harmful genes in the off position and the most health-promoting genes in the on position. Now this is huge. Scientists now believe that environment, or our epigenetics, determines 70 to 90% of our risk of developing an autoimmune disease. Did you hear what I just said? That means what you drink, what you eat, how and what you breathe, how you sleep, what you bathe in, how you move, how you think, how you interact with people and the world around you. These are mostly what influence whether you develop Bichette's or not more than having Bichette's prone genes. That means, Turkish or not, your lifestyle and your environment is what is mostly creating your Bichette's reality. I think this is great news. Bichette's no longer has to be your destiny if you change certain things in your life. Are you starting to feel in control yet? Guys, this is how I beat Bichette's. And like I did, you can start turning off the harmful genes and start turning on the healthy ones. And look, if science isn't your jam and you still believe you need to be Turkish to have Bichette's, and I know that some doctors promote this idea, they tried to sell it to me. To me, that's like saying only Chinese people can get COVID-19 because there are a ton of COVID cases in China and because that's where the disease was traced back to. Or only Africans can get HIV or AIDS because that's where the disease was first found. Now, I realize that the latter two diseases are caused by viruses, but it's the same logic. Just because Bichette's was first identified in Turkey does not mean that in order to develop Bichette's, you must be from Turkey or have Turkish genes. Human beings are interconnected on more levels than we know. If beating Bichette's is your objective, and I know it is, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this, here's what I wish I learned sooner. Turn your focus from genes and place it on how to turn off disease-causing genes through daily choices. Henry Ford said, If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. The bad news is if you follow the same lifestyle habits you have now, you can likely expect a progression of your Bichette symptoms, and I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. If you want to eliminate Bichette's disease in your life, like I did, then you're going to have to do like I did. Remember, what can be turned on can also be turned off. Our cells are always listening and adapting and responding to our life circumstances and our daily choices. It is never too late. I was 30 when I started healing. And going back to Turkey for a sec, you know, the number of Bichette's cases in Turkey could have any number of causes. Just think about it. It could be due to the level of income inequality in that region or overarching societal stressors, right? Like socioeconomic environmental stressors like pollution or malnutrition or trauma. The point is though, if you haven't been diagnosed yet, there's just one thing I want you to know. If it acts like a duck and quacks like a duck, then it's probably a duck. 
Don't stand there trying to convince your doctor that you have Bichette's. Don't wait for your diagnosis like I did. Take action. If you don't know where to start, that's where I come in. In the next month, I'll be hosting a free training and opening up spots to my eight-week Bichette's Blueprint program. Guys, this is the exact program I use to be flare-free since 2015. Bichette's is no longer a part of my life, and now I want that same thing for you. Doctors, I love you, and I'm so grateful and amazed by the advancements in modern medicine and the countless lives being saved every day, especially in emergency medicine. But when it comes to an autoimmune disease like Bichette's, we don't need doctors to give us the keys to wellness because the keys are already built into the car. That's right. You already have the ability to heal. You just need a roadmap to get you there. Visit www.beatbichettes.com forward slash learning and sign up to get your roadmap. I'm also going to drop the link in the show notes for easy access. You guys, I am doing my darndest to bring you everything you need to start kicking this thing to the dang curb. Winston Churchill said, Men occasionally stumble over the truth, but then hurry off as if nothing had happened. Don't let that be you. Hop on there right after this episode and sign up for your free training. Deal? And hey, want to be generous? You could literally change someone's life by simply copying the link to this episode and sharing this message with those you love. And wherever you listen to your podcasts, scroll down, leave a review, and subscribe. That's it. It helps others who are suffering from Bichette's disease to find this podcast. Remember to sign up for your free training at www.beatbichettes.com forward slash learning. And I'll see you in the next episode.